Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing some guidance, advice, and tips on saying no. I know, no is a dirty word, isn't it? We're not allowed to say no. As pageant girls, we're meant to be positive and vibrant and magically fit everything in. But let's be realistic. That's not realistic. (laughs) Saying yes to everything, you are always saying no to something. Every time you say yes, you're saying no to something. Every time you say yes, you're saying no to something. I would like you to drum that into your head. Every time I say yes, I'm saying no to something else. The thing is, you need to decide what you're saying yes to so you know what you're saying no to as well. And that's why I think it's a very important skill um, for anyone that is going after a goal, that is ambitious, trying to win a competition, wants to be a good pageant queen, wants to be a good pageant contestant. You need to know how to say no. I'm a big believer in that we were all given our own set of skills um, and talents in this life and we should use them to the best of our ability. If you're saying yes to something that doesn't utilize your talents to the best of your ability, chances are you'll be saying no at some point to something that only you could have done. That, that's where the magic happens. If you focus in on what's much more important to you and specifically utilizes your skills and talents, then you will find that the things you are saying no to are the things that don't utilize your skills and talents and don't align with your specific goals. So with that in mind, my first point is to know your big and small goals for your time as a contestant or a queen. Um, You obviously could apply what we're talking about here to any area of your life, but I'm going to try and make it a little bit more pageant specific because this is the Pageantland podcast. We are in Pageantland when we are listening to said podcast. If you want to get the most out of your life in general, I always think you should know your bigger goals and your smaller goals. So... I'm going to touch on that a little bit quickly. Um, Big goals, your big end goal, what's your big main couple of goals, big things you're trying to achieve? Quite often, this is to win the title at the competition you're competing at next. So let's take that as the example. You've got the big goal that you're trying to compete at that one. Um, You then may have some other big goals that align with that. I've talked about this before. The goal should never just be to win the crown. So you might have a secondary big goal there. Um, something maybe you've never worn a a two-piece on stage and you want to wear a two-piece for the first time for me that is quite a big goal that's a a very big achievement Um, or you may be supporting your big goal of winning the pageant with a number of smaller goals whatever that may be Um, but then in addition to that you should you probably have some smaller pageant goals anyway um, or some more longer term pageant goals and things like that. So I, for example, I use myself as an example because, well, I'm here. (laughs) Um, So I've got that I want to represent the UK at the Galaxy International Finals. That's my big pageant goal. 
post beyond that, I also want to uh, become a well-recognized pageant judge. I have a couple of pageant judges that I have aspire to their kind of status as well. Um, and I'm starting to be asked to do little bits of judging, which is awesome. Um, and those are little goals that then will apply to my bigger goal of becoming a, a well a well trusted uh, pageant judge in the future post competing in Galaxy. Um, I also have plans for this podcast and plans for something else, which I'm not talking about yet, um, that are my bigger goals. I then have little goals, uh, some some body goals that align with wanting to be on stage post baby in a two piece um, and to get myself into the best shape that I've ever been in pre or post baby. Um, I feel like I'm there now, but I feel like I can go further. Um, I have other little goals that relate to the podcast and um, like listener numbers and things like that and visibility um, and also smaller campaigns that I want to run. Um, my platform is obviously a big goal. Uh, my legacy project that I want to run with my platform is a big goal. Uh, but knowing what these all are, and I would strongly suggest you write physically write them down, but knowing what they all are. Um, is going to be very, very important when it comes to being able to say no to other things. And yes, there will be times where you want to say yes, and you do say yes to things that don't specifically align with your goals. And those might become like mini, very short term goals. So cancer charities are very unlikely to say no to because of the connection to my mum. Um, I've spoken about this before. It's one of the reasons I love Galaxy because they support the Christie, which is a cancer charity. And I've looked into the work the Christie do and I just think it's amazing. Um, so cancer charity stuff, I'm usually pretty, pretty likely to say yes, even though it's not a specific goal of mine. Um, it kind of more aligns with my, my character and my values as opposed to with a specific goal. So there are those kind of yeses as well that you need to factor in as well. Um, so someone comes to you with something, you've had a look and you've considered whether or not it aligns with your goals or whether it aligns with your values um, or, or other things that are important to you. I would always recommend saying, I will check my diary and get back to you. Because in the heat of the moment, it can be very exciting. It can be very nice that you've been asked to do something that can just be a treat and you can feel, oh, so blessed that you asked, um, that you're automatically going to say yes. If you make it your blanket response that you say, I will check my diary and you get and I'll get back to you. It just gives you that time to step away and really assess if it's the right thing to be saying yes to or if you should be saying no to it. Uh, next one to consider is can you actually provide what's needed? I do a lot of public speaking because I have trained as a public speaker. I've worked hard to craft my abilities as a public speaker. But you may never have done public speaking before. It may terrify you. And you're being asked to speak in front of 500 people. Are you really going to be able to deliver a quality speech? Now, you might go, actually, yes, I want that challenge. I've got six months to do it in. I'm going to sign up to some training sessions as a public speaker. I'm going to reach out to some public speakers and speak to them. I can do this. But if you're like, it's in a week and they want me to write a three hour seminar, it's just not going to happen, then obviously you should be saying no. Uh, there's a very fine line between challenging um, and stretching and pushing yourself and just being unrealistic. So make sure that you've thought about what is what is actually needed. Um, have you got the skill sets to do it? Uh, 
it'd be like someone coming to you and saying, can you come and run a Zumba class, whereas you're not a fitness instructor of any way, shape or form. Um, <laughs> you can't provide what's needed. Uh, can you do the date and time? Very important. Can you actually make the date and time? Uh, be realistic about travel times. Can you drive home afterwards? Do you have to get accommodation before you go go there? Um, also remember to factor in the prep time needed before then if it's in a week and they want you to write the three-hour seminar have you got time in the next week to write that create the pdf the pdf download or whatever and create the powerpoint can you do all of that in that time by the time and date so can you do the time and date and can you do the everything that's required of you in advance of said time and date um the other one to factor in there is if you're maybe being asked to do something on saturday the first Saturday the 1st of August um, and you've already committed to it and you, a part of that commitment is to promote the event in all the run-up and then you're asked to do something on Sunday the 2nd of August um, and committing to promote the event in advance. You'll be promoting two events at the same time so it's very important to make sure that you've not got the conflict there as well. Can you afford to do it? Unfortunately, pageant appearances uh, don't usually pay money. That would be really nice if they did. Um, very rarely do they pay travel expenses. Sometimes they do. If you're being asked to judge a major pageant, maybe they will put you up in a hotel and pay your travel expenses, pay your food and accommodation, things like that. Um, but the chances are that that's not going to happen, particularly in the, like the, I hate the word lower, but lower levels, it's not going to happen. Um, so make sure that you've factored in the cost of that. Are they expecting you in full hair and makeup? Are they expecting you in a first a ball gown that no one's ever seen you in before? Things like that. Um, make sure that that's all factored into whether you can actually afford to do it. And also factor in there any time you'll need to take off work. Can you afford to not have that time at work as well? Um, very important. Should you do it? So it is very unlikely that I would speak at any kind of anti-Christian event because that wouldn't be in line with my personal beliefs or my personal brand. I probably wouldn't promote any kind of junk food. Specifically, wouldn't be promoting McDonald's because I talk about how I dislike that quite a lot um, because it would be fake and inauthentic and not in line with my brand. Now, your personal brand, particularly when you're a pageant contestant, is a lot about your personal morals and ethics and your goals all sort of rolled up into one ball. Um, and I will definitely go a lot more into discovering your personal brand and why that, that kind of thing is important in just life in general, particularly with the way the world's going with social media. Um, but you need to think about if, yeah, if what you're talking about conflicts with that. Um, me going to a big meat-based event, even though I eat meat, I'm very low meat, um, and it would need to be a meat event that really supports local farmers um, and local breeding initiatives and things like that, as opposed to let's all eat meat to get ripped or whatever. Um, that just wouldn't be in line with me. Um, massively chemical foods and stuff wouldn't be in line with me. So it's knowing, really knowing yourself and knowing if the appearance clashes with your 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 sort of brand for want of a better word whether it clashes with your brand um does it clash with your goals if you're on a platform that's really if your platform is um I'm trying to think of a good example here if your platform is heart awareness 
uh, the time of recording this, we're in Heart Awareness Month, and I took part um, in Chloe Adkins' campaign. Um, should you really be doing some sort of gluttony-based challenge that eats a lot of saturated fats and processed foods? And then the next day, you're promoting a platform of heart awareness. That wouldn't be in line with, with your brand, your goals. Um, factor in your system. Uh, if you have won a title, you will be contracted to your system in one way or the other. Um, make sure that the appearance doesn't clash with what you're contracted to do there. Um, and as I said, yeah, your morals and ethics need to be factored in too. I think it's very... It's very hard saying no. Let's let's be honest. It's very hard saying no. And when it comes to the actual speaking of the words or typing of the words, I think it's quite important to be honest without giving too much detail. They don't need to know your life story because you don't want to waste any more of their time so that they've got time to go and find someone else. You should give it in a very timely response. So try and get back to them as soon as possible while realistically giving yourself time to process what it is you've been asked to do, et cetera, et cetera, um, to go through the steps that I've just told you. But you don't want to insult them. So being like, sorry, I can't come to your event. It's not in line with my beliefs is probably a little bit too much detail. Um, but wording it in a way that says, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, unfortunately, as a Christian, this isn't something that I'm able to do. Uh, people will be that little bit more understanding. So it's quite careful with wording it. Um, get someone else, to, if you're worried, get someone else to proofread it or check it through um, would be my suggestion. Um, type it out and don't send it. Let yourself sort of re come back another day with fresh eyes and reread it and just check that you're happy with it. Um, can you recommend someone else? Is always a really nice way of buffering a no. Um, so like, I'm really sorry, but I'm not available at this date and time. But my sister queen, so-and-so, is brilliant at this kind of thing. Or so-and-so from this other system is an incredible public speaker um, and I believe she's free on that day. Um, if you happen to be in contact with those, that person, then you might even want to pop them a message, um, copy them in on it, um, make it as easy as possible for the whoever's approached you about the event to find someone else. Then next time, they're still likely to be able to come back to you and go, I know you couldn't do it last time, but are you free this time? Um, or even come speak highly of you because even though you weren't able to do their event, they will go, oh yeah, our speaker was brilliant. They were recommended to me by Sophie Smith. Sophie Smith was so lovely to recommend this person and even like connected us via email. You've still got those sort of happy bonus points um, because you were able to do that recommendation. Be careful not to give a grey response. So if you're leaving it, don't leave it too open-ended and, oh, I don't think I'm able to do this. Sorry, that's not, I, I can't do this. You might still be leaving them hanging. You're going to be delaying them going off and finding someone else. Um, make sure that you're making it very clear as a yes or a no. Um, if it's a maybe, make it clear that it's a maybe and what you would need from them or what you're waiting on to find out if you can do it. Um Yes, I would really love to do this. I'm just making sure my hair and makeup team are available. And um, they might turn around and go, well, actually, we have a hair and makeup team at the event. Would you be able to use them? Things like that. Make it clear clear if it's yes, a no, or a maybe. And if it's a maybe, why? It's a maybe and your time frame for finding out either way whether it can be done. Um, touched on this before, but yeah, I think with all of these, make sure you're responding in good time. 
event organizers have a lot to deal with. Um, not to forget that just people's lives in general are really busy. Um, and I think showing respect for someone else's time is so important. Getting back to people um, in a reasonable time frame, it makes you come across professional, it makes you come across caring, it makes you come across polite. Um, as much as people that take ages to reply or don't reply aren't necessarily rude or disorganized or unprofessional that is how it will come across to the majority of people and even if you are going to come back to them and say no you don't want to be burning your bridges each time you say no making sure that you're coming back in a time efficient way and with a good clear response making recommendations where possible will make it much more likely that that person will recommend you even though you didn't necessarily fulfill a role for them um, because they know and trust that you will handle it well um, and I think that's really important to remember while pageantry for the majority of us is a hobby uh, we are dealing with people where it's their business and the hobby business line does blur and overlap um, you may want to become a pageant judge in the future and therefore you have to be much more professional about it you may want to start a business in line with pageantry a lot of people do that they've loved pageantry so much that they want to create a way of making their living from something involved with pageantry if you've got a bad reputation for being disorganized and and not responding as a contestant the chances are that that will roll over into your business as well Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.